Hello, and welcome to The Neighbor Next Door, a podcast where we invite awesome neighbors to join us on the front porch to share stories and tips so that we can learn from them and be inspired by them. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, and as usual, I am joined on the front porch by my colleague and neighboring, Adam Barlow Thompson. Hello, good neighbors. Welcome to the front porch. (laughs) So uh, for the next two weeks, uh, we are honored to be joined on the front porch by Lissa Regeer. That's right. I say the next two weeks because this is the first of two episodes with Lissa. And believe me, you're going to want to stick around for both. So Lissa is the president and CEO of Thrive Allen County. And she brings to the front porch this incredible amount of community development experience. Mm-hmm. Allen County is this rural county in southeastern Kansas. It's this kind of place where people are like, what's there? And you say, absolutely nothing. Right. Because it's, I mean, like two hours to anything yeah. from Allen County. Mm-hmm. Um, very small towns within that community. I think their whole county has less people than our neighborhood. I think you're right. It's very small. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. After you listen to this interview, you're going to be like me, considering what it would take to buy a property in Allen County. Cause <laughs> Wait, you're just, you're just moving out of our neighborhood? I mean, yeah, screw Sosie. I'm out of here, dude. <laughs> Allen County has got it going on. It's so exciting. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, you're not allowed to. We just came up with a whole plan for 2020. <laughs> okay. You can't. Okay. You can't leave. You okay. can't leave. I'll, so I'll stick around for a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the the first episode, Lissa is going to give some background about Allen County and her organization that's doing work there, which again is called Thrive Allen County. Before talking about some of their approach to how they do community development, so. It's just great stuff. Uh, I, I can't wait for you to hear it. So grab yourself a chair or maybe a box to sit on. Uh, and Box? Yeah, don't you remember in the old days? You never had a job. <laughs> in the old <laughs> days? Oh, God. Oh, jeez. And I'll tell you some stories Before about Before chairs. That's, that's when Matt was around. Roll up a stone. Just have a sit. <laughs> Whatever it is, join us on the front porch for this interview with Lissa Regeer. I am the president and CEO of Thrive Allen County, and we are a health, wellness, and economic development coalition located in Allen County, Kansas. Uh, Our headquarters are in Iola, and for those of you who are not quite sure of that geography. This is Southeast Kansas. uh, And this is an area that is typically known um, or has been referred to as the Appalachia of the Midwest. So we are dealing with much higher levels of poverty. We tend to be less educated and we have much worse health outcomes than our counterparts across the U.S. and even in the state of Kansas. And so we are working with a lot of um, really kind of intergenerational issues of trying to get ourselves moving in the right direction and moving the needle in a positive direction. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of about in 2007 when a bunch of volunteers came together and they they were watching this trajectory, this this century of decline that was occurring in Mm -hmm. Allen County. And they just said, we're tired of this. Like we cannot sustain this kind of decline and you know, they're looking at their children moving away and not coming back as, as it's been termed, 
the brain drain and mm. and all of these impacts that were were hitting our community businesses closing etc and so they really kind of came together and said what can we do and they formed thrive allen county and um at the time it was health and wellness was really its its main goals we added economic development in in about 2013. Mm. Uh, but they started looking for our our executive director and um, did a nationwide search and um, uh, my board chair was just sharing this with me today uh, they interviewed some really great people and then at the end of it they said none of them are a good fit <laughs> um, and we need a good fit like this is a really mm -hmm. big deal this is our community and we need someone who is completely invested in this community uh, who loves it like we do and so at the time david toland uh, who became our executive director uh, was living in Washington DC with his family and he happened to be traveling through the state and uh, Dr. Brian Wolf, who's our chairman and was at the time as well said uh, we're just gonna grab him and see if he's interested and so they had they had a conversation with them about what they hoped to see happen here in Allen County and David being a seventh generation Allen Countyan said mm. I'm in um, wow. he was really I think you can't get any luckier for us than that having someone who whose family has been here for so long, who has such deep roots, saying, I'm gonna leave this really awesome job I've been you know, having. He worked for the mayor's office in DC for years. Um, and mm -hmm. so being able to leave that and come here, I mean, that's a huge leap of faith uh, that he took. Mm -hmm. um, and we had one funder at the time, and it was a $50,000 grant that we had under that funder. And so he yeah. had to build us from that to where we are today, um, which is almost a million dollar organization with 10 full-time staff. So uh, we've, we've grown exponentially over that time, but he came back and he has this kind of really great audacious vision of what Allen County can be and he really started to work on implementing that and you know I'll, I'll talk a lot about David through this process because I think it takes a visionary leader but it really was the whole community coming together and that's one of Thrive's gifts I think is being able to convene community together um, and bring partners together and collaborate with each other and listen like actually authentically listen Mm -hmm. uh, meaning you're not just nodding your head but you mm -hmm. are really taking in what people are saying and and then working with what they've told you they need and they want and where their challenges and barriers are and so that's really how we got started um, and we've we've really been able to grow exponentially from starting out like working on you know flu clinics mobile flu clinics and and really like the type of stuff you'd really consider to be a health coalition work to really taking a holistic view of the community because when we started Thrive, um, the idea was not that it would solely be about health care because when we talk about health, we know that that's physical health, it's mental well-being, it is the health of your physical environment, it is do you have businesses and do you have workers for those businesses, do you have the amenities your community needs um, to keep people here, to keep them healthy, to keep them active. And so we really started looking at the whole community and mm -hmm. whole health. Um, instead of focusing on one area and have really uh, grown over the years in a lot of different areas. We're, we're very well known for creative placemaking. So taking 
buildings and unused spaces and turning them into something usable. Hmm. Uh, and then we are known for our trail systems. We've gone from zero to nearly 40 miles of trails and routes in hmm. our county in just this past decade. Hmm. Um, and then, you know, on the healthcare side of things, we're very well known as the place to go to get health insurance. So during open enrollment to enroll people in insurance programs and we also um, we have a, a strong care coordination program where people come in and if they need help getting assistance with food or utilities um, or health insurance or Medicare or Medicaid, they can come in here and, and we will connect them to the resources they need or help enroll them in a program. Give us a little more context for Allen County because yeah. my guess is most folks are like, oh, Iola, yeah, I know where that is. But for the few who don't, smart <laughs> <laughs> you who don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, uh, so Allen County is, uh, we have a population of 13,000 people spread over mm-hmm. 505 square miles. So it's a, wow. yeah, so it's a pretty big area. So for those of you who think we're just Iola, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, so our two most populous communities are Iola, which is the county seat, and then Humboldt, uh, which was the county seat until Iola stole it from them, which is what they still teach in school. So we like to kind of <laughs> like to joke about that a little bit, um, probably to Humboldt chagrin. But, but those are our two largest communities. Iola has 5,500 people, Humboldt's just around 2000 and then mm-hmm. the rest of our our towns and our communities are about 500 or under right so we're talking small towns yes, yes. rural kansas yep, yep. two right. hours from everywhere yeah, yeah. right <laughs> yeah like i'm curious if like people see themselves as allen county or if they see themselves as like humboldt iola like the little towns that are within it i think it depends on who you talk to so talking to me i'm going to talk about allen county because right when Thrive was created and when we officed in Iola, like it was already the stigma about Thrive says they're Allen County, but they're in Iola because Iola is always where everybody is. And Mm -hmm. so we are very, um, we're very aware of that. And we work really hard to make sure that we are in each of the communities working in each of the communities. So if you talk to somebody, it's going to depend on what you're asking them about. Typically they're going to tell you I'm in Humboldt, I'm in La Harp, I'm in Gas, I'm, and Moran, um, but they will, I, my hope is that they'll also say Allen County. I think it just kind of depends. Yeah. The employees of Thrive know that we are Allen County. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yes. Yeah. So I wanna, cause you, you mentioned that. So it's interesting, it's such a spread out yeah. community, but it all really started with a group of folks coming together and saying, we're not getting paid by anybody, but we care. Mm -hmm. What can we do? I mean, that's such a, that's a topic that we circle around a lot. I'm curious about how that started. Well, I think truly we've got uh, a group of individuals in this community that I kind of look at. I mean, they were Thrive's founders, but Mm. they're, they're kind of my parents' generation and above. And I really look to them as, as our community leaders Mm. because it's to them, it's not about money. It never has been. It is about what 
benefits this community. So whether that's hmm. Thrive and creating a, an organization like Thrive, which they will be very honest and say, wow, this became something much bigger than we ever thought it would. Hmm. Um, or whether it's building a new hospital and getting um, voters to agree on you know, a, a higher sales tax because we need to build a hospital. And um, whatever it is, like they're willing to put their all behind it and understand that they're gonna get pushback but still fight for it because at the end of the day, what they're looking at is the community as a whole and how do we move us forward and how do we get from surviving to thriving? And, yeah. and that's really what they, I, I feel like that vision that they've had really has uh, guided everything we've, we've done here. At the heart of how Thrive started um, was community conversations. And we still do this to this day. And we go into communities and we, we ask anyone as, who's a part of that community to join us. Um, and we sit down with them. And in fact, we're doing this just next week uh, in Savenberg. And, and basically it's, hey, I wanna reintroduce you to my staff because we have, this has been a transition year for us. And so really making sure they know the Thrive staff, that we are getting introduced to community members, so we know no names and faces, but the, and my board all come as well. Um, and really what it is is to sit down with them and say, tell us what your dreams are, what are your challenges, what are your barriers, where can we come in and be helpful, like where can we assist? Because it, we want to empower our residents to do everything they can to make their communities be where they wanna live. Um, mm -hmm. and, but if we just tell them, this is what we see, we think you need to do that, this is not going to fix any problems because we don't live in that community. I mean, I can't even do that for Iola where I live because mm. my experience of living here is very different from somebody else's experience. And so sure. bringing the community members to the table in that way, in a way that allows them to be frustrated at times, to be excited, to be angry, to be sad, um, and really honor that all those feelings are welcome and that we're not going to judge them. Mm. And really we're just trying to learn from them about, their experiences and, and how we can work with them. And so I think truly that is the heart of Thrive and it's how we've been able to be so successful. And um, the story that I like to tell was not me, it was David, but David going into Ellsmore for that first community conversation and them having most of the town there because nobody had ever gone to visit them. So it was a big deal mm -hmm. that an organization was going out to them because no one had ever done that. Uh, and him basically saying, you know, tell us what you need. Talk to us about everything. And, and I like to joke because I'm always like, do you know what they said? Do you know what the people said when he asked that question? And everyone's quiet for a long time. And I'm like, thank you. That's exactly what they said. They said nothing because, <laughs> because no one had ever asked them what's wrong and, and how can yeah. we help with you, you know, help with that. And so it yeah. took a while to gain trust with them. And, and that makes sense because especially in, in rural areas where people are a little bit more guarded anyway, mm -hmm. um, to go in and just say, tell us what your problems are. They don't trust that even if they told us we would work with them. I mean, I think that they probably figured that first go round, we'd come to them. We'd, we'd say, there's, there's my check mark. I've made it out here. You know, see ya guys, we're out. Have fun. Um, but that's not what we did. And, and so, you know, after a while, somebody raised their hand and said, I don't think this is what you do, but we haven't had our ditches mode in ages and it's a problem. Can you talk to the County and get it taken care of? And so the response was, you're right. That's, that's not really our thing, but yeah, we'll take care of it for you. 
Mm-hmm. And so we were able to go back and the next day called the county and the county said, oh yeah, we'll take care of it. They went out and mowed the ditches. And so we went back to Ellsmore a second time and they were like, hey, thanks so much for getting those ditches mowed. So that was a deposit in the trust bank that we were able to make with them. Mm-hmm. And so talking with them again, and then the next thing was they had a stop sign down and could we get the stop sign back up? And again, it's like, <laughs> oh, it's not really what we do, but yeah, we'll take care of it because you are our community and you are, you know, you're our mission. Like we want yeah. to work with you. And so we wanted to build up that trust and so called the county again, they came out, fixed the stop sign. And then um, third time we went out there, you know, that's two, two deposits in the trust bank and somebody <laughs> raises their hand and said, all right, you guys are a health coalition, right? And we're like, oh my gosh, they remember. <laughs> that's exactly what we are. And so he said, you know, it takes us half hour, 45 minutes to get into Iola and it's flu season could you get a mobile flu clinic out here? And so then it was like, oh, this is amazing. And so we were all on the same page and speaking the same language. And it just took, it takes a lot of time, I guess is what I'm saying. So we have these conversations and you can't just have them one time. You have to keep going back and you have to honor what they're asking of you because otherwise you can't build up that trust. And when you're working with the community, it's all about trust and relationships and connections. Mm. Yeah. Oh my God, that is so awesome. I'm so fired up right now. (laughs) I love to hear that. (laughs) What you guys have done in a place where it's not probably normal to do this is created a certain cultural understanding Mm -hmm. about around identity and who we are and how we're going to take care of each other. And like, I just wonder how intentional that was or like, did you guys realize it was happening as you were going about it? Yes. So when Thrive was created, there were kind of these focus areas uh, that we started with. And one of them truly was going out to the individual communities to bring everybody together though. So, so knowing that we needed to bring partners and organizations and municipalities together from each Mm -hmm. of these towns Um, because, you know, back in 2007, 2008, I think most of the communities were at a mindset of, of surviving. And when you are in that mindset, it is very difficult to think about how you can help the town next to you, um, Mm -hmm. because you're too busy just trying to survive. You don't have the capacity or the resources to reach out to your neighbor, you know, the next town over and say, Hey, I realize you're struggling with this. This is what we've done because you're still trying to figure out what to do to fix your own struggles. And so we really needed to bring everybody to the table um, to start building that mentality that this is not, you know, Moran versus La Harp. This is Allen County as a whole, mm-hmm. um, because that is an issue when, when you really start having that like uber competitiveness, mm-hmm. you're not going to work together. Um, you're going to work separately against each other. Mm-hmm. And so, no, that was, it was definitely something we thought about. And in fact, in 2017, we uh, were honored, uh, very honored, to win the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation Culture of Health Prize. And Allen County is the first and so far only Kansas community to be awarded this honor. And one of the reasons that we won was because we very intentionally, as a community, come together in many different ways to solve problems because we know that we're small. We don't have a lot of resources. We have to be scrappy. Mm-hmm. Um, and we really have to capitalize like on our greatest asset, which is our people and yes. the way that they can be creative. 
And so um, that is something that was highlighted in a very big way uh, in our application that we turned in, but also when RWJ came and did their site visit, I mean, this was mirrored back to us and what they said was you have a community spirit. Uh, mm. and, and that lacks in a lot of smaller communities and urban communities. Yeah. And um, so, and the way that we were able to bring people together um, as a community, I think was very apparent. And the fact that, you know, I like to talk about how one organization can't nor should they do everything. Um, you really, you really need to have a team behind you because a it makes you have, um, it gives you better resources. It gives you better insight because you have more people who deal with different skill sets and different kinds of um, issues every day together. And it also helps with burnout, um, mm. especially in rural communities. You have the same people who volunteer all the time and work on the same issues all the time. And so, the deeper your bench is, the better and yeah. stronger you will be. And so that's what we're always working on that. Wow. All right, friends. Thank you so much for joining us and listening to this episode of The Neighbor Next Door with Lissa Regeer. I mean, wasn't that amazing? It was really great. So, yeah. And if you think that's great, then you should definitely tune in next time for the next episode. We'll be sitting down with Lissa for the second part of this interview, and she'll be telling some specific stories that <laughs> they're just mind-blowing. They really uh, are. About what they've been doing in Allen County. Yeah, and, you know, tune in and see if I've uh, found my new property in Allen County yet. Oh, it's a cliffhanger. <laughs> it's a cliffhanger. That's right. <laughs> Did Adam find property to buy in <laughs> Allen County? <laughs> well, uh, thank you again for joining us for this episode. Uh, this podcast is a production of The Neighboring Movement. You can check out our website at www.neighboringmovement.org. You'll find more information and resources there. The music for this episode was produced by Brutal Bear, uh, who, by the way, just side note, uh, <laughs> Brutal Bear is looking for venues. That's right. Uh, for their next gig. Because basically no one will book us. <laughs> I was going to leave that part out. Oh, I mean, because we just need a spot. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, hey, hit us up uh, if you need a band to come play some folky, bluegrassy... That's right. And and maybe some original tunes. That's true. And thanks again to Christopher Swanson, our uh, AmeriCorps Vista, who's in charge of editing all these episodes. And I think with that, we will see you next week on the front porch. All right. Until then, happy neighboring. Happy neighboring.